It's been a while, Riley. It really has. We've released an episode every week, but still, you and I haven't sat down here for like three weeks. Yes, because I have a new kid. You have a new kid. I have a new kid, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> Charlie popped on the podcast. Jake and I did a podcast. That's right. We had to fill the square. Yeah, we did it though. So one podcast a week for, we're going to do it forever. Oh yeah, forever. We're going to get like 500 episodes in and then we'll finally start making money off our podcast. <laughs> hey, that's what it takes. <laughs> I think it was like Joe Rogan that it took like a thousand episodes until he like really started to ramp it up from like a like, monetization standpoint. Now he's like 100 million a year just from Spotify. That's crazy. I, I don't know if he does too many sponsors. I what would you don't. do with 100 million dollars? Well, I watched a big short last night. And oh. that's how much Michael Burry <laughs> made, right? Like a hundred million or something. Yeah. But I was thinking about that last night. I was like, what would I do with a hundred million? I would, what I tell everybody is if I made a lot of money, I would just like relax for a day. <laughs> like just I would one just, day. Just sit back, <laughs> just relax, not stress about anything. I'd probably go travel first. Yeah. Like extravagant, like first class everywhere. That does sound Greece. fun. Like just the nicest places, Nobu hotels. Like yes, I. One thing when I am wealthy, I I want to like enjoy it. Like, yeah, I want to. Like I just saw this uh, <laughs> this interview with uh, DJ Khaled and Larry King. There was like a clip, and DJ Khaled was like, "I want to be clean. I want to be dripped out and fresh." And then <laughs> <laughs> I know. See that? Yep. And then Larry King was like, "So how'd you get all the weight? Yeah, how'd you get all the weight?" <laughs> but no, yeah, I want to be asked the hard question, dripped out and. But well, we've got a lot going on in the tech space right now. Yeah, lots Open of people AI. that are not living lavishly anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. We'll get to tech that. is way down right now. <laughs> Stock market crashed. But that's okay, because <clears throat> it always comes back. Just give it some time. Could be three years, could be 10 years. We'll, get, we'll hit all-time highs in our lifetime eventually. Oh, for sure. Who knows when. Um, open AI. Elon's backing this thing like everything else in the world right yeah, now. Yeah, like we're going to start this with, all right, Elon. <laughs> Elon, but, um, Elon this, yeah, no. Elon that. Yeah, so, well, his, um, didn't his intern make that one that like painted everyone's faces? I think didn't so. Didn't one of his interns make that? I'm not sure. I'm not too oh, sure. Oh, no, his intern made the um, the deep fake software. Oh, yes. Like, whatever. But I'm just like. Take people's faces. It's crazy. That stuff is crazy. But um, OpenAI is... I think the one thing that I've noticed is if you don't know how to use it, it's just kind of like, like it's this really great tool. Right. But like if you don't know how to use it, it it's not going to do you any good. So it's just kind of like, you know, your like if your grandparents have an iPhone, mm-hmm. it's not really doing them much because they don't know how to use it. But like right. if you really know how to use the chat GPT, the AI part of it, like I've seen videos on like how to properly use it because right. if you use it properly, it can go a long way. What you put in is what you get out. And I know I say this on the podcast all the time is the slowness of consumer adoption. Yeah. Like it's taken us what, 20 years to finally like our parents finally use these things effectively, you know, like they, there's still probably 40% of people don't know how to use the benefit of an iPhone. I mean, I, I bet you and I are leaving things on the table from like an efficiency standpoint of what this device, let alone what, open AI, AI or like AI companies can do. I think there's something like 25 to 30 AI companies out there right now. And a lot of it's kind of behind the scenes, like 
what's happened recently is something that we're just getting a first little taste of it. And so many people are quick to like bag on this, like, oh, chat GPT, <clears throat> which is a, is a byproduct of OpenAI. So OpenAI is like the parent company. Is the, chat GPT yes. is like one of its products that it's pushing out there. And for those of you that don't know what ChatGPT is, I know we've been blasting this out there all over because we're fascinated with it. It's basically a software designed to answer your questions in query format. Literally anything, so, not just questions. Like you can tell that. In the what I've done and experienced with like the difference between Google and this, I think for the first time in Google's lifetime, like they have they finally have exposure as to what's going to challenge the Google search engine. You know, like we've used Google for so many years to like, oh, just Google it. Just Google it. When is it going to become? Then you still have to search for the answer. Exactly. This yeah. literally gives you, gives you the answer. The answer. And it's like, I I was like, write me a service agreement, blah, 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 for Quick Bytes Media. And it wrote me like this, like it was like, it was like five sections with terms and like, it was like a solid contract. Yeah, it was good. And I was like. I'm going to use that. There's definitely like lawyers that'll shoot holes and things like that. But I think sure. it, it's groundwork. And and that's the thing with people are so quick to judge this product. Dude, It's they're just letting us try it. And it I heard something fascinating of... that ChatGPT, it's spending $3 million a day right now to run operationally wise for the software to be stored on AWS servers. So the back end of ChatGBT is housed at Amazon. So buy some Amazon stock. That's why I'm bullish on AWS. And who's funding this? You know, oh, because it's venture like capital firms. Amazon cloud thing. Yes. That's so they right. got to store their data somewhere. And there's something like when you have to house the computing power of like a supercomputer, it costs like hundreds of millions, maybe not like maybe billions of dollars to build these supercomputers, but you've got to store all the data somewhere because ChatGPT is basically finding what you've asked it and problem solving for you. But where is it pulling that information from? Because it's got to yeah. pull it from somewhere, you know? Oh, so cool. the more that people use this form, it's going to get smarter, it's going to get better. And then at the same time, they haven't even like release this thing in the wild to do its own research. It's got parameters right now. They're like, you can only know so much, which is scary. I literally can't wrap my head around it. Like I, I don't even know. Like when I think about how it works, I just can't because I just, I just don't know. I don't understand it. Have you watched iRobot? No. Riley. Jesus. <laughs> how old are you again? No. Over the next two weeks, I'll give you a month. You got to go watch Will Smith, iRobot. Because the movie, to me, it was like when I was in, in the teenage years, it was really fascinating because what happens is that like society builds this robot and like it's only for good and one goes south mm. because it gets smart enough and the robot feels emotion. Oh my it's gosh. super interesting. You need to watch it. It's I wish they'd do like a remake of it, but I think it's like too real for them to like do a remake of it because yeah. it's like uh, it's kind of really happening um yeah. yeah i don't think the world gets taken over by robots but we just have to be really careful with this type of technology in my opinion because we've gone so far in a positive technology like addition to our lives that if we give computers are smarter than us 
Now, if we allow them to certain things, but that's why that I think that's why like Tesla's factories do better than like all the other ones because there's like AI sprinkled in. So it's like if a robot drops a piece, <clears throat> it's it's not programmed to go pick it up, right? Because it's supposed to just work. But I think I think Elon or there was some car factory and which. If I had to guess, it would probably be Tesla. But right. it's like, you know, those workarounds, little issues that like humans are able to figure out right. that computers aren't, you know. But I think, I think Elon. I would bet you that like Elon's way ahead of that. Like that's a good example of like, oh, if the robot drops the piece, does the car, most, I would say factories would, it would continue making it. Where if you pr- could program it like a weight scale, like if the weight was off when it finished the product, like... There, there's some oh, crazy logistics slash backend. What do you to, think's next for AI? Does Google get disrupted? I think Google's gonna have to adapt. They're probably gonna. I don't even know. I know they acquired an AI company probably two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. The, well, there was. Uh, I, I don't know if it was Melvin Capital it, or it was. Did they go under? I don't remember. But there was like some investing firm that like released this group like this list of all the ai companies yes i saw that i don't know who it was yeah and it was i mean there was a good chunk of them it's just crazy to me that like people are spending three million a day like what and it it said it was gonna make make a billion dollars next year revenue that's interesting well revenue i'm not not sure if that's profit obviously but like like who's paying for it you know vc dollars in I mean, the application of some of this technology is really interesting because it, it's like this multiple layers in of like disrupting so many like educational backgrounds. Like, could you imagine if you had this in high school and it's like Dude, your that- teacher would be like, write an essay about this book. And what was cool is I've seen a lot of teachers give their feedback on it. Oh, you have? I haven't yes. seen any. And it's been like great that. because there's a good majority of them that says we're going to do all of our writing in class now oh dear oh dear lord (laughs) but then he did it for a few book reports and he said yeah it's a c plus type answer because you could tell it's so surface it's and it's written very well so i feel like a good english teacher can pull that apart knowing his students things like that true yeah Um, sure but for those of you that just want to get by get get the grade in school get through i've heard a lot of people are it's all about where you can find the answer not too if you can memorize it in my opinion and school's got to really um start to lean on that i think well just like when you're saying it took so uh, so long to adapt adopt iphones like why couldn't they teach us how to use them for better for the better in school like as our kid like integrating integrating this technology that we have yeah like sorry but i probably write like twice a month yeah like in all honesty, like and I'll write my to-do you list. You spend but what half a semester of cursive in second grade? I didn't even take cursive. Well, I did in second grade. I took cursive, but that was the last time I ever wrote. Yeah, cursive. it's like there's there's so many. I don't know. I think education's in for a big wake up call. My grandma knows how to write shorthand or whatever that is. Do you know what that is? No clue. It's like literally a different language. Like you write like four letters, and it means like a sentence. Like it's like. That's weird. Like cut everything in acronyms, things like that. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I I really, I think the education system is in for an awakening in the next 50 years. Hopefully in the next 10 years. Right. Um, And not like in a negative way, but like education is something that has not really advanced or progressed in 
a long time. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be really interesting to see because a lot of these big tech companies have like an educational platform built into them now. You know, yeah. and there's so much <clears throat> online free education. We could go on and on about this for hours, but yeah. SBF, <laughs> Sam Bankrud, bank run fraud. That's what yeah, they, that was bank what they run call them. fraud. Um, so he got extradited. Yes, they're bringing him back to the U.S. <laughs> I'd be so scared. <laughs> I just, can you believe that they did their accounting on QuickBooks? It seems Multi-billion like- Multi-billion well, dollar company. There was no structure to that business at all. <laughs> at they, all. They said they like- They just found like another billion dollars of assets somewhere. Well, they were like keeping track of something. I, I can't remember. I mean, it was something with like, you know, how you said the QuickBooks, like for the accounting. There was something else where I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't even do that. Like, <laughs> um, just insane. And like when they talked to Chamath, they were just like, go fly a kite. And he's like, <laughs> all right. And then like, lo and behold, Jamath was like, I, I knew it was coming. Like, Yeah, you could see the writing on the wall. But, well, I, I just saw the thing this morning that two of his employees turned on him and that's why that they were able to like extradite oh, him. bring him back? Well, someone's got to turn on him eventually. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can't make that kind of... After they're like, all right, we took everyone else's money and then they're like, wait, where did mine go? Where did mine go? <laughs> it's gone too, buddy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I wonder, I'm curious to see how they um, unravel this thing through like the bankruptcy filings and the court proceedings, things like that, because hopefully customers can get their funds back. And I think that there could be potentially enough assets on the books to at least get a good chunk of customer funds back. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, there's some money out there, but you know, there's some people that lost a lot of money on this thing. I mean, so Mount Gox is one thing, right? Mainly just the average user. I mean, there's probably some whales in there too, but FTX was heavily backed by very wealthy people. Yes. Kevin O'Leary, mm-hmm. Tom Brady, just that, yes. you know, like these very wealthy people put a lot of money into this. And I think that's one thing, like if I was, if I was SBF, I would be scared shitless. Like messing with wealthy people mm-hmm. and their money is the last thing that I would want to get caught up in. Ever. Yeah. Because... I mean, you're dead. You know, he'll go to prison and his guards will fall asleep one day and not watch him. And, you know, but I, if we're getting like raw and real, I think it'll be like a Jeffrey Epstein thing. thing again. I think it'll play out very, very similarly. He's not going to get away with too much for too much longer. Like I said, man, don't, don't mess with those wealthy people. They will. I have a theory though. The numbers. I have a theory. I feel like the reason why Tom and Giselle got a divorce was because there was writing on the wall with FTX. I I saw that. I saw a video about the breakdown Mm -hmm. and I was like, that's interesting. So their divorce was finalized four days before the news was released that SB, you know, I can't remember like, like what's the benefit of them like getting divorced for that? Uh, I think part of it was Tom was kind of the face of that investment. And I mean, six hundred and fifty million dollars. Is that why he had to, dollars. Is that why he had to like unretire? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he saw the writing on the wall. I think I don't know. Kevin O'Leary has some interesting theories that like Binance intentionally tried to put FDX down because they saw the hole. Which that's business, buddy. Kevin had a very interesting shit, statement. You know, like a lot of people did not like his statement that he gave. But I was like, I mean, I don't. Everyone knows as much as I do, I feel like. <laughs> like right, right. Who the hell knows? Mm-hmm. But I know Kevin O'Leary was big time on it. 
He's still he big was time a on big crypto. chunk. Yeah, he was a big investor in it. I what's interesting to me is I never was persuaded to go open an account with FTX. There was never a time that I did. If I'm being truthful, I didn't even know it was it was an exchange. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> like I was seriously, Riley. I'm a coin. I use Coinbase. Nothing. Yep. I mean, I have a ledger, but like use Coinbase too. Feels so good to say that. I know. I know. The ledger. I opened it and I was like doing it. I was like, wow, I feel this is great. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Did all the process and... Got it all set up. There was this meme and this... It was like, I just got my ledger and she like took a selfie and had like all of her keys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think that's so funny because half the people that don't understand crypto don't even get it. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's a cool key, you know? Yeah. But if you know, you know. Um, Yeah, we'll see if uh, the funds get... Back to customers. I, I wish the best for them. And I mean, that's what happens sometimes when you dabble in things that aren't regulated, you know? Yeah. I know Coinbase that you are FDIC insured up to $250,000, which for some investors, that isn't a lot of money. But for, for a handful as well, like us, like, that's like a good chunk of, of money. Yeah. Um, so yes, it they are FDIC insured. When they, did that happen? They had to get that approval before they were listed on the stock exchange. Oh. And they are also, what's sense. interesting about FTX is they, and Binance for an example, Coinbase um, uses one of the big four accounting firms. They use Deloitte. Um, so their books are clean. That like, That is crazy to me. Like when you go, like when you scale and you like, you look at a huge corporation business, billions of dollars on the spreadsheets, like. There's just like these accounting firms that are like just yeah the big four yep. yeah I don't there's Deloitte um, and I don't know the other three but it's it's like you call them the big four and they do the accounting for basically ninety percent of like the S and P five hundred but like you get to that point Blake and you're just like that's a different level of like money here's my theory though that I heard from an accountant okay it's all the same framework framework you're just adding more zeros. I mean, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's still within all of that stuff, um, and you're just adding more zeros to it. I had a funny email with an accountant this morning, and I said that, yeah, it's going to be different, but I'm just not, I don't have as many zeros as your other clients. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. CPAs are important. Yes. Um, I mean, even though, I mean, like, if you have just a W-2, you probably just slide with, like, whatever, like, TurboTax or whatever. I had a CPA told me, he was like, you don't need me. Yeah. It's like I could charge you. He's like, I just, you don't need me. And then, like, when you sprinkle some 1099s in there, and like, it took me a good solid 10 years to really need an accountant. Yeah. Like, that can can guide you and give you advice because for so many years I was W 2 employee. And then I also had um, my real estate company, but basically all you're getting is a 1099. Yeah. You know, so that's just additional well, income, you know? Well, I got boned last year. Well, I didn't get boned. I almost got boned because I almost went and did all my taxes myself and something was wrong. Like, I don't know if TurboTax read my TD Ameritrade papers wrong or something, but there was a oh, disconnect there and it in. was like eight grand difference Ooh. of taxes. So I saved eight grand Whew. and I would have had to pay that if I just went through. But I was like, this isn't right. So then I consulted a CPA and then actually, yeah, it's always good to know that stuff. Like so i see so many people in business that completely disregard their taxes and they solely rely on their accountant to know everything. I feel like you need to know enough. Like that's to why guide I heard them, but accountant. also I want to know 
yes. what they're doing, why they're doing it. I want to be involved too. Granted, I'm not going to spend the time to like do it myself, but right. And exactly. You want to under, be able to look at it and understand it because so many people get their tax returns that are growing in business and they're like, well, I don't understand this. He'll figure it out for me. Yeah. I've never, been you know, like that. it's like you want to at least understand it enough to be able to <clears throat> make some decisions on your own because the emotion behind money and all of that stuff counts. Don't know how you feel about your own money. You know, they can try. Yeah. But, well, like if, if my account was like, yeah, we have to do this because of that. I'd be like, I would ask like 20 questions. I was that kid in school, but like, I'm grateful. That uh, I you were that, that a-hole in school. Not in front of the class. Uh, I have a question. Not in front of the class. Okay, okay. okay. But uh, yeah, so what was I going to say? Oh, you know Simon? Simon. Um, I guess. I Simon know. Properties? No, 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 no. The no. real estate REIT? No, 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 no. Simon, he, you probably saw him at Cars and Coffee all the time. Yes, I know Simon. Yeah. Um. So he's going to school at... Oh, geez. Is it the University of Seattle? Right in town. Yep. The yep. private school. Yep. USP. I think. Yeah, he's going to, he's in for finance. And he was like, I'll hook you up when I'm there, like, as a CPA. So I was like, we got Ooh. a CPA when we're ready. Oh, yeah, and he likes cars, too. He came by the office, like, last Did a he? week and a half ago, but you were just, I think you were out. Missed him. Oh, it was the day you had your kid. So. Ah, there we go. But, yeah. 12, 12, 22. Uh, after watching it's the big short last night, I'm like, date. do you want to go in uh, finance? <laughs> what day was it? 12, 12. That's when my, so my sister's 4'4", four, four, I'm 9'9", nine, nine, and my brother is 12'9. We almost got 12, 12. But that would have been cool. My mom was not, she couldn't hold she it She couldn't in hold long. it in <laughs> yeah. another three days. Well, we've got some breaking news in the world of golf. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I think we're getting... Live versus PGA at that, dude, the mecca of golf. If someone doesn't get in a fist fight, <laughs> like I'll be surprised. Yes. If Roy's shirt isn't ripped by the end of the round, it's that meme be. you sent me was hilarious. Live golf is allowed to play at the Masters this year. He I didn't like. He didn't like. Def, so he didn't bad. like say it straight up. It was just like he didn't say they can't. Like there, I read the yeah, statement. Yeah, yeah. The kind of like the big. statement that did come out. It was very. It had some ambiguity to it where it was like, interpret at your own cost. But basically they're saying, yeah, we're going to allow all golfers because it would have been a, if you really think about it, like past Masters champions like Dustin Johnson um, and a handful of these other guys that are these top players on the lift, Phil Mickelson, you know, Cameron Smith, he's like almost the world number one right now. Like it would have been wild to hear all the backlash from that. And it, I feel like if they wouldn't allowed them in, it would have changed the scope and the outlook of golf for the next like 50 to 100 years, or it could have changed it completely because for sure. then Liv would have done their own and allowed the PGA guys in probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like think they would have capitalized on that that slip up. Are you kind of saying like it was for like the master's reputation kind of thing? Yeah. Like, yep. I yeah. feel like it sucks to have to let the Liv golfers in. But you kind of have to do it because there's too many good but players also, over like, there now. Why does it hurt the Masters? It's not a PGA event, you know. If they like, don't, just the history of golf. Well, dude. no, I'm saying, like, oh, why does it matter if they do play in it? Oh, exactly. Because it's not yeah. like a PGA it's not, event, so it's right. like an unbiased, yep, golfing event. Yeah, because it's the tournament. members that run the organization. Yeah. So, and after going to Augusta National. I'm After so excited. <laughs> I can't wait to go. I, like, Are you going this year, next year? I don't know. I feel like where I stand currently, 
my birthday's in July, but I was like, I would love to go for my birthday. Like, it was so cool. Yeah. I walked like 15 miles or Jeez, probably like seven crazy. miles actually. Was it so packed? It was packed, but it wasn't overly packed. That's good. Like, I think they only, they only send out so many badges that it's full. That, but it's not like, like ugh, like I can't walk anywhere. And like, if you want to nice. get somewhere in a hurry, you can still get somewhere in a hurry, you know? That's nice. I hate overcrowded ugh, events. Events where you're just like shuffling. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be uh, exciting. Be exciting. PNC Championship was this weekend. PJ Singh and his kid took it home. Yeah. They play, I, they're always on the top of the leaderboard, but of course, Tiger and his kid are playing. So that's all they show. That's a lot of people show. were getting pissed. Like in really? all the Instagram comments, are like, what is this? The Charlie and Tiger. Well, they were Cup. in the, they were in the top, they were in the contention. Like, I can understand where those people are coming from. Personally, I love watching like Tiger and his kid. Like, it's very entertaining, but I also wanted to see more of the dailies too, because I love watching Oh, them yes. Golf. They didn't show they them at all. Around. Yeah. Jay, uh, John Daly Jr. riffs that thing. Oh, he, I think he's going to be better than Charlie. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think he could, I mean, for sure. Like I saw this comment and it was like, well, just cause he's Tiger's kid doesn't mean he's going to be good. Right. Like, but it helps that he's Tiger's kid, but yeah. like also I, it's totally up to And that's player. what's going to be so cool to see is like to be a professional golfer, you have to be so good and so good. And it's not one of those things that you can rely, like let's compare it to baseball, for example, you can get away with like being average and like making some mistakes, like some strikeouts to get there. Fucking golf. Guess what? You didn't shoot 72 today. You're not moving on, buddy. Like Charlie. Yep. Flubbed a chip on 13. Sorry. Did you, did you see that? Video? Not good enough. Like, How the hell did I hit it this bad? Yeah. It was like a mic. <laughs> caught it. It was hilarious. Oh, also, man. how did he age 14 years in a year? In a year. Yeah. He looks like, like, like a must have hit him The now. day after that last one, Puberty must have hit him, and it was just like, yep. Because he's like a full deeper, kid he now. He filled out. Yeah, he's tall. I'm like, he's funnier. He's not as shy. Yep. It was hilarious. I still wonder what that Snoopy hat is all about. He had a hat on, had Snoopy on it. There's some oh, jokes about it, and he didn't release what's the story what the behind jokes? the Snoopy hat. Was it just like a golf hat? Yeah, it was a golf hat that had a Snoopy on it. But like, I guess I didn't see that. Yeah, there's an interview where Justin Thomas was like, "So tell us the story about the Snoopy hat." And he goes, "Uh," and him and Tiger both chuckle. And Tiger's eyes are like, "Don't say it on live TV or national TV or whatever." And Charlie goes, "Well, it's the one that fits the best in the closet." And his dad goes, "Good answer, kid." <laughs> so there's obviously that, some. Yeah. I know. Yeah, there's That's some funny. some story behind it, but. Um, I think it's gonna be good for golf that the live players get to play and and if they keep doing these matches, dude, I hope Tiger comes out and just lights it up this year in the majors. Well, you know, if around, well, he can get he, around. He can, he can hit good. any golf shot. Yeah, yeah, he, can he just hit. can't walk. <laughs> yeah, it's such a bummer. Yeah, tough. Yeah. I'll All be right. Good. Well, uh, it's a good podcast. Did it. This Back be, in action. Uh, Christmas is over by now. Yeah. I was watching this. So, do you have a good Christmas? hopefully you did yep i did yeah no uh new year 23 things are kicking off i feel like i started 2023 at the beginning of december but the holidays really fucked that up like it just i feel like the the holiday i was glad the holidays were like you get that break 
for a full week because Christmas is on a Sunday and New Year's is on like a Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like I got an email today that someone's like, okay, well, we'll we'll set our meeting for the 12th of January. I'm like, that's 22 days away from now. I'm like, can we just do the second? Yeah, let's go. I know it's like New Year's observed or whatever the hell, yeah, but, but I'm like, no, we're, work. we're going. We're Hangover going. will be worn off by then. Yep. I haven't um, had a hangover in 10, 11 months now. It's great. I bet you feel great. I feel wonderful. I think I've had two hangovers. Or, or actually, I have never yeah. drank. Yeah. What is a hangover, Riley? You don't know what those are. <laughs> I don't know. They sound terrible. Quick Bites Media Podcast. Out.